We're Derek and Hilary Walker from Oxford Bible Church and today we're going to share with you some principles um, in prayer that will transform your prayer life and actually help you to live in the presence of God. You see, to enter God's best for prayer, we need to go to the foundation of Jesus' teaching, which is the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And uh, we're reading from Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9. Jesus says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You see, this is a pattern. It's not something to be spoken by rote. It's a pattern and an order. And we should start by entering his, pre his presence with praise and worship. And, you know, I really find the Psalms very helpful in this. I, I would really love to suggest to you Psalm 18. Mm. Here we see that David is facing his... He's got some very real enemies. They want to kill him. They mm. want to annihilate him. And here David is speaking to God. He says... He doesn't come in and say, Say, help, save me from my enemies. He starts off in verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my delivery. He declares who God is. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Look, right at uh, the end of verse 3, that's the first time he mentions his enemies. Whereas so many of us fixate on our enemies, but he started with, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Mm. And so I think David is a tremendous example. See, he was hallowing under pressure. Tremendous pressure, you know, but yes. he knew he needed to get into God's presence and mm. and it's by hallowing his name and that's what he was doing. Lord, yes. you're my shield. You're my rock. Mm. You know, you're my your strength. You've got the answer to this situation. I put my eyes on you and I yes. hallow your name. I praise your name. That's what we need to do when we're feeling yes. weak. We need to say, Lord, you're my strength. Yes. You know, you're my victory today. You're my success today. You're my shepherd today. You're going to lead me through today. I thank you. And, and really praise is, is really declaring the name of the Lord. But thanksgiving is appropriating that and receiving that for ourselves. So we might say, Lord, you're almighty God. I praise you. But also, when we, it's really thanksgiving when we say, Lord, you're my strength. I thank you that you're my strength today. You're not just the saviour, you're my saviour. And, and that thanksgiving is, is part of it. Because in the Lord's Prayer it's like that. It doesn't, it's not the Father, you are the Father, I praise you. But you are my Father in heaven. Praise God. And, and that really is, is important. We come into God's presence through praise and thanksgiving. And once we're in God's presence, then in the immediacy of his presence, then we can, we can actually worship and, and lay our lives down before him. And so this is how we should start our prayer. However urgent our needs are, however urgent the attack is, 
we need to look to God, we need to come into his presence. And then we'll know how to, how to pray the other prayers. So it starts by getting our eyes on him, our Father in heaven. But the amazing thing is, when we see him, we see who we are in him. While we're looking to ourselves in the flesh, we'll never see ourselves and our situations properly. But when we see him, we see who we are. Our Father in heaven. Who am I? I'm your child. Yes. You're my beloved Father and I'm under your care. I'm under your love. And suddenly I see my life as it truly is. And I pray out from that, from that grace. And, and you know, we're his child. If we've received Jesus Christ, I, I trust that you've received Jesus Christ. Because through him, you can be a child of God. It says in John 1.12 that all who received him, who received Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God, who are born not of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. You can be born of God. You can be a child of God. You can pray this prayer by receiving Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that in Ephesians 3.14, Paul says, I bow my knees to the Father from whom the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, but also our Father, because it says, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. If you are a child of God, you have received the name of the Father is on you. So that's why his name applies to you. That's why he's not just the Savior, he's my Savior. He's not just the all-powerful one, he's my strength, my power. Praise God. He is the lover of my soul. And that's the name of God is upon us. When we hallow his name, we need to declare his name over our life. What are we saying? We're saying, you're the Lord, our healer. You're the Lord, our victory. You're not just the Lord, but you're the Lord, my peace. You're the Lord, my life. You are my Lord. Praise God, you're my Father. That's what it is to hallow his name and to own that name for yourself. Praise God, you're my shepherd and so on. And that's what the Bible, like it says, you know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, Proverbs 18.10. The righteous, you have to be righteous through the blood of Jesus. The righteous run into it and they are safe. How do you run into the name? You do it by hallowing his name. Lord, you're my fortress, you're my defense, you're my shield. See, as you do that, you are running into the name and you're surrounded by the name. You enter into the secret place of the Almighty. Jesus said just before the Lord's Prayer, he says, when you pray, close the door and enter into the secret place where you meet with God. How do you get into that secret place? This is the key I want to share with you today. How do you get in there? It's by hallowing his name. You see, as you hallow his name, you, you enter into that strong tower, into that fortress where you are safe, under the presence and the glory of God. You know, you might be thinking of Psalm 91 right now, um, because this is what this is all about. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I love that. The shadow of El Shaddai is literally the shadow of Shaddai. If we go and we live in that secret place, Jesus said, go when you pray, go into that secret place. If you go into the secret place of the Most High, 
you will be covered under the shadow of his wings under his protection under his blessing how do we enter into that secret place it's given here in verse 2 I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust what is he doing he's hallowing the name of the Lord you are my God you're my fortress this is how we should start our prayer time declaring the name of the Lord thanking the name of the Lord you're my God you're my fortress that's how you enter and you come under the shadow of Shaddai into the secret place and then there are promises there are wonderful promises in Psalm 91 but oh, often yes. people don't realize you can't enter into these promises unless you enter into the secret place the promises are for those who enter in the secret place and yes. there's some wonderful promises aren't oh there? these are amazing um, it says surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the mm. fowler and from the perilous pestilence you see there's all kinds of diseases out there oh there are and surely. Satan is setting traps yes for your life yes he is how can you be free <laughs> except you're in the secret place of the Most High mm. God and he shall cover you with his feathers mm. under his wings you shall take refuge his truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. See, some attacks are invisible. Yes, they are. At night. It's yes. in the darkness. You know. yes. Some attacks are more obvious. They're by day. Yes. But it makes no difference. If you're in the shadow of the Almighty, okay. how do you get into the shadow of the Almighty? Hallowed be your name. Yes. You're my rock. You're my fortress. Yes. Absolutely. I will say of the Lord. Yes. You can't just think it, you must say it. I will say of the Lord. Yes. You're, you've got to say it boldly, you've got to say it strong. Yes. You're my healer today, Lord. You're my life today. You're my strength today. Just when you're feeling at your weakest, yes. that's when you need to say it the most. Praise God. Because these invisible attacks can make you feel so wretched and, mm. and so awful that the last thing on earth really that you want to do mm. is to hallow the name of the mm. Lord because you almost feel like a hypocrite because I feel so bad mm. but that is the way out uh, that, that's the answer is to hallow his name yes. you know it says that uh, God protects us from the pestilence that walks in darkness this is verse 6 uh, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday we need not mm. be afraid of that and then it goes on to say a thousand may fall at your side so often we think well this happened to this person this person oh it's bound to happen mm. to me but no it doesn't have yeah. to a thousand may fall at your side ten thousand at your right hand look at this but it shall not come near you Hallelujah! it shall not come near us amen and we declare it and only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward mm. of the wicked yeah and, and it's interesting now, it, those are all the promises that we can have if we enter in. Now it, it, it says how. It gives yes. the, the proof of how you enter in. Because it says, because you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. Now that doesn't even sound right in English. Okay. And that's the reason it hasn't been translated quite right. Because literally in the Hebrew it says, because... Thou, O Lord, art my refuge. All right, because it goes from you and then my. It's it's reported speech. Let me say it again. Because you said, Lord, you are my refuge. 
even the Most High, has become your dwelling place. In other words, how did he enter in to the dwelling place, into the secret place of the Most High? It's because he said, Lord, you are my refuge. You enter into that place of grace, covered under his wings, by saying, by hallowing his name. Then when you enter in his presence, then you can continue with your prayer life. But that's how it begins. And then it goes on to, to give other promises. No evil shall befall you. But that's only for those who have entered into the secret place. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. This body is our dwelling. Yes, it is, isn't it? And, uh, you know, we, we can believe this. No yes. plague will come near our body or even near our house. Amen. You know, we refuse that because yes. we're under the shadow of Shaddai. Praise God. And he will give his angels charge over you. You see, when we enter in, yes. that somehow releases the ministry of angels in our life too. Yes. Just because we have entered into the secret place. Yes. But sometimes we want to stand afar off from God and just pray, send prayers. You know, oh God, I can't stop right now, but no, help me in this situation or whatever. And we never draw close. We never come no. into his presence. How do we do it? We honor his name. We reverence his name. Lord, you're my rock. You're my sh strength. You're my deliverer. Yes. And as we do that, we find ourselves coming under the the shadow of his wings. Mm. Praise God. And it's interesting, um, he gives some more promises um, he does about the angels. In verse 11, uh, for he shall give his angels charge over mm. you uh, to keep you, to guard you. That, I guess that's what yeah. it means. To guard you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall dread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. See, that's the enemies, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You know, I was thinking of, of the, the ministry of angels. This is mm. a long time ago when I was learning to be a secretary uh, in Winchester. And I was about to go on what was called in those days a zebra crossing. And suddenly I felt a force actually mm. hold me back. And at that split second, uh, round the corner came a red, I will never forget it, a red sports car. Mm. It felt like he was doing 50 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour limit. Mm. Had I stepped onto that zebra crossing, mm. which I had every right to do, and when I'd looked, there was nothing there, I would have been that killed. Would be yeah. That would have been it for me. And so I, I know that the, the angels are there mm. to, to protect yeah. us, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Praise God. So it releases the angels. It, yes. It brings us under the anointing, actually, to deal with the evil one, too. Do you know so rather than that? trying to do that in our own flesh, to fight yes. evil, it says that we'll be able to start trampling on the serpent, on yes, the demonic powers yes. that are trying to infiltrate. We will, from that position, Yes. High above, in the secret place of the Most High. So this position in the yes. Spirit is far above the evil yes. one. As we enter into that, automatically in a way, we've, we are now in that position to exercise authority yes. over the evil one. Praise God. Yes. And notice what he says in verse 14. This is God speaking now. Because he has set his love on me. See, that's how we start our prayers, by setting our love on God. Our Father, you're my Father in heaven. I love you. You're my life. You're my strength. And, and we set our love on him. And then it says, therefore I will deliver him. 
Yes. Therefore, and if we go on, it basically says, therefore, I will answer all his prayers. Praise God. Why? Because he set his love on me. Because he has hallowed my name. All the rest of his prayers are going to work like they ought to. <laughs> you see? It's not yes. that God is holding back, but it's just uh -huh. that until we hallow his name, we are not getting into position in the grace of God, in the presence of God, yes. for our prayers to work, for us to, to, to cooperate with God. And so God can't do what he wants through our prayers. Mm. And so because he's done it right, because he set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. Do you know his name? Do you declare his name over your life? You have to do that. You know, because if God can't move your mouth, how can he move your situations? You've yes. got to I will say of the Lord, he's my rock. He's my healer. He will call on me. See, this is the other kinds of prayers in the Lord's Prayer. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That means I will manifest answers to his prayers. But all of these things are conditional that we've actually, first of all, hallowed his name. We've entered his presence with thanksgiving in our heart, into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. And then suddenly we discover all our other prayers start being anointed, start being effective. Praise God. And, and I love Hebrews 13, 15. It says, therefore by him let us continually, this is, should be the main thing in our prayer life really, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. And this is the sacrifice of thanksgiving as well. Because w what is this sacrifice of praise? Even when I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling unwell, I offer the sacrifice of, thank you Lord, you're my healer. See, there's two kinds of thanksgiving. One is the easy one, <laughs> when, when you have the manifestation of the answer. Yes. You know, that's wonderful and you say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. But the other one is before you see the answer. This is the sacrifice of thanksgiving. This is a higher level of praise. When you're actually, you don't feel well. You don't see the answer to your prayer yet. But based on the faithfulness of God and the promise of God, you say, thank you, Lord, you're my healer. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to hear, you hear my prayer and you give thanks in advance based on his faithfulness. You know, if a father said to his son, son, I promise you I'm, I'm giving you a bicycle. If the son trusts his father, it's as good as that he's got it. And he's not going to say, well, I'll wait till I see it, dad, before I thank you. That would actually be unbelieving. But he would say, thank you, father, you gave me that promise. So I thank you because it's mine. And that's, that's faith. That's the sacrifice of praise. Lord, you're my healer today. Lord, you're my strength today. You're my wisdom today. You hallow his name. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name, you see. Yes. Giving thanks to his name. Why give thanks? Because his name is yours. He's your strength. But do not forget to give, do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. He's pleased when you give that sacrifice of thanksgiving, when you declare his name, even before you feel it or see it. There's a wonderful promise in Psalm 50, verse 23, that uses the, this word. It's a special word in the Hebrew that refers to a sacrifice of praise or thanksgiving. He says, whosoever offers 
praise. And literally, this is the word tauder, I believe, which is the sacrifice of praise. He glorifies me, says God. He glorifies my character. He says he believes in me. And to him who orders his conduct to write, I will show the salvation of God. And again, the translators didn't understand what was being said here. So they missed it. It's, it's actually saying that when you offer up that sacrifice of praise, you glorify God and you establish a way, a highway, a road by which God's power can flow, that the salvation of God can be manifested. Let me read it in the Amplified, it's a bit better. He who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honors and glorifies me, and he who, and he orders his way aright. Literally, he prepares the way that I might show him my glory. To him I will demonstrate the salvation of God. And basically he's saying, when you offer up the sacrifice of praise, you're preparing the way for God to move and to manifest himself in your life. Praise God. I will show the salvation of God to the one who offers up that sacrifice of praise. And, uh, you know, a wonderful example of that is the story of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. Uh, you know, when he hears that there's this massive army that's way too big for them to fight. And uh, they, get, they come and they ask God. And Jehoshaphat's prayer is amazing. In verse 6 he says, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? See, he, he starts not with talking about the enemy. He starts, starts by hallowing God's name. You're the God in heaven. And you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand there is power and might. None can withstand you. He says, and he goes on and he says, you're the God who gave us this promised land. And you're the God who gave us a covenant through Abraham. We're in covenant. And we have this land as a promise. And so he's positioning himself in God. You're the creator. You're the all-powerful one. We're in, I'm in covenant with you. That's how he starts his prayer, before he starts talking about the enemies, and then he does. He says, look, look what they're doing, Lord. I, you need to do something about them, you know, because they're too big for us. He says, in verse 12, he says, we have no power against this great multitude. They're coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. See, that's the key. Our, you know, when the problem, a massive problem hits us, it's so tempting just to focus on that and go down the drains. But our eyes are on you, Lord. You're bigger than this problem. Praise God. And then at that moment, verse 15, the word of the Lord came to them. And I love this. He says, listen, listen, Joshua, listen, Israel. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, because the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. You'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. So God's giving them intelligence about the enemy. You will not need to fight in this battle. Now, notice this. He says, position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. And I saw something here. When it says, position yourselves... Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He's not talking physically, he's talking spiritually. 
You see, the first thing is you must position yourself under the grace of God. You've got to stand still and not try and fight in your flesh. You can't, you can't win in, in your own strength. But stand still and look to God. See the salvation of God. See God fighting your enemies. See God victorious in your life. You've got to stand still and see it. He's not talking physically because in the next line he says you need to go out against them now. So he's not giving them two contradictory commands. He's saying you need to first of all stand still. Come into the presence of God and see God victorious in your situation. Hallow his name until you see him victorious, until you magnify God over your problems. Once you see that, you see the salvation of God, you see God fighting for you, then you go out to the next thing. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord your God is with you. So in our prayer closet, we stand still and we see the salvation of God. Then we go out of the prayer closet and we actually go out into the problem, but praising God. And that's what he did. He sent out the singers in advance and they started singing. Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. They were hallowing the name of the Lord. They were saying, thank you, Lord. You're our covenant God. You are our victory in this situation. You are going to give us the victory. And it says, when they began to sing and praise God, the Lord destroyed the enemy. He, they fought each other and killed each other, and they had the victory. So as you started to praise God, thanking God, you make a highway in the spirit for God's power to flow and to destroy the enemy ahead of you. And so that's how we should come out of our prayer closet, singing and praising God, thanking him that he's heard our prayer. Praise God. And that releases his power in our situations. We've been talking about the invasion, the massive invasion that Jehoshaphat faced. And did you know that this is prophetic of a coming invasion of Israel that's going to happen soon? A massive army swamping Israel, and yet God is going to step in and destroy those armies and fight for Israel. And we've got this all in this book, The Imminent Invasion of Israel. And there's a DVD that goes with it, so it's seven pounds each. Also, we have a book called Joshua's Jericho that relates to what we're talking today, how through the power of praise and proclamation, the walls fell down and it's got pictures from Israel showing how the archaeology confirms this. And there's a DVD that goes with this book as well. And so they're seven pounds each. Just phone the church office 01865 515086 to order or send the cheque to Derek Walker at 363 Banbury Road, Oxford, 0X2. 7 p.l.